the diamond I realized Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes These shoes are a very simple ballet pump made of a leather-like material. They have a bow on the front, which is made of a sort of ribbon. They're from Monsoon, and they're a size 7. These shoes belong to Marion. This is her story. The getting ready in the morning, I like to call it the calm before the storm. Is there a massive queue? I usually arrive sort of between 22 and quarter to eight uh, in order to fire up my machine and get all the systems going. Ready for the eight o'clock kickoff. <laughs> we have a walk-in centre here. We have our GP surgery, which is King's Park Surgery. It is a bustly, busy clinic. People actually come here with broken fingernails. I kid you not. But we are in Essex. <laughs> My name's Marion Carroll and I work at the Haroldwood Polyclinic. I am a receptionist stroke administrator, uh, which I really enjoy. Eight o'clock comes, uh, the walk-in patients then come in, try to be nice and smiley when they come through the door. You know, there's just lots of bodies, lots of noise. People not knowing where they've got to go and frustrated and stuff. So, yeah, it can be quite busy, very busy. I think busy is the word. <laughs> the phones start ringing immediately. Most of them, I would say, would be for emergency on the day appointments. So, you try and fit them in as best you can. Okay, what about um, 20 past 11? On a normal kind of day, there's anything from between a dozen to two dozen appointments, depending on how many doctors we've got and how many appointments haven't been used already. Because the on the day appointments aren't supposed to get booked until the day, but some of them do for emergency cases. Six calls waiting. King's Park Surgery, good morning. So then that kind of decreases the number that we've got available, which then has the knock-on effect of causing a few little problems. I'm afraid the uh, the appointments for today have all gone now. Um, it would have to be walk-in service or out of hours, I'm afraid. When I started, which was about three years ago, we had about one to one and a half thousand patients. And since then, we now have six and a half thousand patients, which is quite a large number of patients to deal with on a daily basis. And uh, yeah, they are, or can be, some of them, quite demanding. Yeah, I've been calling for my son for, I mean, since Monday. Oh, really? Go on, go on, go on. Well, I have great sympathy for them. It's horrible. If you've got a little child who's not very well and is crying and you know you want you just want to be seen quickly get them sorted get home it's awful it really is if i give you that that's got the number on it but obviously make sure you phone from two 
and then they'll get you an appointment later on this evening. And, you know, I do try to be as helpful as possible. And if I think that little ones look very poorly or something, I'll ask the nurse to come and do a quick safety assessment just to make sure that they're OK to wait. And if it's something more urgent that we need to be seen now, obviously you can yeah, stay it's and see Yeah, because it can't even breathe. And then there's other patients who walk in and you just know immediately that they are extremely ill and they can't wait and you just have to get somebody out. So it's a little bit of knowing, knowing your audience, really, if that's the right expression. Sometimes patients arrive at the surgery and I think they're already kind of... I can't think of the word really, but they're perhaps not, not aggressive. That sounds, that's perhaps not the right word, but it, going that way because they think they're going to have a fight to actually be seen. And then I think it's surprise when, when we're not like that, that we're actually quite helpful. We get sweary patients quite often. People sometimes that obviously you just, you just can't help because they're, you know, they just want to be rude to you and it can be quite difficult to cope with. The worst time of day would be end of day because um, we have to stop taking patients because we need to see everybody by eight o'clock. I remember one lady who came with her husband who'd, you know, got something like a throat infection. So, you know, it wasn't life-threatening and we had offered alternatives and she said to me, I hope you die. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel like that, but uh, I'm, I can't do anything about it. We definitely help each other through times like that because sometimes it, it can be horrible if a, if a patient is nasty to you. It can, it can be quite upsetting, really. And, you know, you have your colleagues and, and they'll say, oh, you know, don't worry about it, you know, just, it's not you, it's them. <laughs> that old cliche. Is this for the walking centre? Yes, yeah, okay, there's some forms. You build up a rapport with some of your patients who are just so lovely, and I think, you know, that just kind of makes your job worthwhile. There's one particular patient that I can think of at the moment who's really going through it. He's always been a bit poorly, but the cancer's been sort of spreading over this three-year period, and now he only has weeks to live. And he's such, such a lovely man. And his wife makes him come out in the car every now and again. She'll come in and just say he's outside, and we all run out and speak to him in the car. I think that it can be quite sad when you lose people that you've become really quite close to. And, and I just, uh, yeah, I'm finding that a little bit tough, I have to say. I would say there must be over 300 documents a day that come into the clinic. And if you're doing the sort of admin side of, of that, you have to scan all those notes onto the GP. Test results that come through electronically every day. Also electronic documents that come through from A&E department. Queen's Hospital. All of that's got to be dealt with. There's always a massive amount of forms to put on for sort of new patients. And there's always a big pile of them. You know, sometimes it's quite disheartening because you'll sit and you think, right, I've done 10 today, and you'll get 12 in <laughs> just on the desk, you know. Great equipment we've got here. 
I never ever wake up in the morning and think I don't want to go to work I do I really really like my job I love it and I think what makes it so good are the people that I work with lovely lovely people we do, you know how some some places there's always one person who's a little bit you know we don't have that here it it just is great and it's nice to care for people and and see that you've helped people a lady came in with a suspected UTI which is like a urinary tract infection pains in tummy went to see our nurse practitioner and yet there was protein in the urine so it looked as though it was an infection prescribed her some antibiotics husband was waiting in the waiting room she said oh I'm just going to go to the loo because my tummy doesn't feel right at all she phoned her husband from the loo and said please get one of the receptionists to come in right now and lo and behold there was a little head poking out lady was having baby didn't know she was pregnant wow there was action stations that day and one of my colleagues was new he was just training and I heard my other colleague shout to him okay phone an ambulance and he said what number do I dial she said 999 you idiot (laughs) we were just it was just mad absolutely mad baby poor baby was born down the toilet our GP had to fish him out and uh, and yeah make sure that he was all okay dealt with mum and everything and he was called Harry after Harold Wood polyclinic and one one of our doctors made me laugh he said so if it was a girl would she have been called Polly <laughs> absolutely fabulous teamwork is all I can say the team were absolutely amazing that day Marion's story was produced by Rose de Larabite. Her shoes are a part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next.